C.J. Jordan, uh, former Commerce Department, U.S. Commerce Department, shaker and mover. So glad to have you back on the show with us. How are you? Thank you, CL. I am enjoying the beautiful day that the Lord has made. Amen to that. Amen to that. Let me ask you this. Being a Christian like both of us are unashamed, unabashed, unafraid uh, to be Christians in our, our country. Uh, does God, CJ, in your opinion, allow judgment to come upon nations? Tell, t- give us, just talk to us about that. What's happening in America? Well, first, you know, as we approach, you know, the the resurrection of our Christ um, in a couple of weeks, um, we're often reminded of the Sermon on the Mount. And I paraphrase that I always tell, you know, those pastors and preachers that I, and ministers that I, you know, interact with, I said, I might not be able to quote the exact words, but paraphrase is Jesus says, I did not come to change my father's laws. And so even though we have the New Testament, and lots of people like to question the New Testament, they got various different Bibles and versions out there of their interpretations. But the fact remains, God is sovereign and his son is king. Amen. And therefore, um, these are troubling times. And these times are, you know, where I feel that, you know, God has laid his hand on the land, has asked us to be still for a moment, to understand who he is, um, his purpose in life, our purpose, and our relationship with him. And it's like any good parent. They ask you to be still, reflect. And I don't think enough people in this moment of reflection during COVID um, has called his name. Preach, and woman. so... And so, uh, you know, folks are thinking about, hey, you know, there's two feet of snow coming to Denver. It was just 77 degrees yesterday in Virginia, 75 two days ago. But now it's 46 degrees. So we need to think about what repentance means as we go into this this season of resurrection. And while, you know, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave up his life, um, you know, Amen. You know, you know, CJ, uh, before you came on, it's, uh, it's so right. It just dovetails right into uh, the first segment of the show. I was telling America that we should be on our face before God in repentance uh, at, at this very moment. And then here you come with your CJ Jordan message in this second hour, just giving confirmation to everything that is said. Let me ask you this. Uh, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, Joe Biden's speech last night, uh, but I think it's a very small person, uh, CJ, who will not give credit where credit is due. In fact, try and hog that credit for themselves. What What are we, our politicians, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the, Joe Biden, uh, you, you name them, in, on, in the Democrat side, what do you see the real play is here? There's a, there's a gigantic play going on for something here. Talk to us just a minute. Well, here's the first thing. Um, if anybody noticed, the fact that from not just from last night and the day before, the president is struggling trying to hold press conferences uh, without 
um, teleprompters. Even, you know, his stop at the hardware store was very scripted and there were no questions. And so we're approaching almost 50 days where he has not taken a real question from the press um, because he's, you know, he is struggling trying to um, comprehend and interlace and wind those sentences together. So um, he's having trouble. The second thing is my grandfather always told me a person who has to toot his own horn is because someone uh, chooses to steal uh, and take credit for your own work. And that's all that Joe Biden has ever done is plagiarize through his entire career um, in Congress. When he's ran for office, he's been caught on the carpet. He did that again when he ran. And again, he has taken credit for something that he did not do, did not accomplish, did not participate in. And so, again, it shows his pettiness on the fact that he pledged to be um, a president, uh, a uniter. But yet his first address to the nation was nothing but full of division and nothing that says unity. Wow. And if you and a bigger man than he, he should have said, you know, we might not agree, but I want to, you know, praise the president for doing X, Y, and Z. Because if it was not for the president, he, Joe Biden would not be able to stand up there and say, I'm ordering additional 100 million doses from Johnson & Johnson. I want to talk about the historic piece of Johnson & Johnson and Merck working together. Well, Joe, that was done by President Trump, not by you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Again, um, I hope that the president, um, and I commented on my Facebook page, even as the former president of the United States came out and did a public service announcement encouraging those to get a jab, um, that was free airtime paid by taxpayers. And unless it was corporate, and I didn't see it was done by corporate when it was done on, you know, Zoom. Um, the mere fact that those former presidents and their egos could not set that aside to include our president, President Trump, former lady Melania Trump, to be part of that particular message to the American people. Um, it's very shameful. And I'm disappointed because there should be some manners in there. Yeah. I mean, again, there were 75 million folks that voted for this president. And therefore, if you're going to send a message and encourage everybody to get a shot, would you not be wanting to talk to those who voted for President Trump? Absolutely. You know, CJ, when we talk about division and the double speak that has taken place, well, ever since that, that campaign launched, there's been a lot of double speaking. But there, there was a lot of talk about unity and all of that. But everywhere we turn, you have just described it to the T when you have these former presidents uh, launching a campaign for folks to take the COVID shot. But you do not include the president who is responsible for there being a COVID shot. How do, with 75 million votes in his pocket. How can you not include him? That just does not make sense. The division, the, the purposeful divisiveness. Well, it shows the pettiness that has taken place because you, once you leave the office, irregardless of respective of how you felt, the same thing that President Bush did, um, George W., the late former president, even though he had a, a disagreement and a dislike for President Clinton, he eventually moved beyond that. And these presidents, when it's talking about a national emergency, um, 
they need to move beyond that because, again, when President Biden, and I'm going to call him that, President Biden, when he talks about that he hopes that every American should be able to take a dose by, you know, July and go back to normalcy in July around the 4th of the holiday, it is because, again, nothing that he has done other than increase the order of additional doses. He wouldn't be able to make that purchase if it were not for President Trump. CJ, so before we talk... Very clear. Before we talk about uh, the 4th of July, I want, I want you to stay with me, if you can, through the break. Um, that's, uh, we still have time in this in this segment, but stay with me through the break, if you can, because there's a lot I want to talk to you about. Uh, that 4th of July thing, I want to talk to you about that. And before we talk about that, and then I want to get a woman's perspective on this Mario Cuomo thing and also malfeasance of men uh, who behave like he does in office from you as well. And I'll be talking to uh, others, other women uh, throughout the, the coming months about this very thing. But, CJ, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and uh, how to engage with you, get you to where they are if they want to hear from you. Talk to us. Well, I think there's two things. Um, I have several different Twitter sites. One is for the Committee of 40, which is a center-right um, entrepreneurship focus on um, black policy when I want to get political, there's just CJ Jordan on Facebook and Twitter. And then there's a CJ 45, um, on things that I do to continue to put out, um, the positive policies that the president has, um, put forth to benefit all Americans and to really include black businesses. And friends, black business had an incredible opportunity. Oh, uh, just about a year ago, the light began to go out. Yeah, we were booming. We were, we were popping up everywhere. Uh, my nieces and nephews, they were working. I mean, they're young people. They were working and, and prospering, and all of a sudden it went away. Uh, wow. CJ, let's talk about what Joe Biden was uh, saying to the American people uh, last night as far as giving us permission to gather uh, for Fourth of July gathering. It, it seemed very strange that here I was sitting in my home on looking at my television, uh, paying my taxes. And I, oh, I, I hate this time of the year. But, but anyway, doing that. And I have this person telling me, an American, what I, who I can and cannot associate with. I understand that there is concerns and all of that type thing. But are, are Americans going to kowtow and yield to this type of totalitarianism? Speak to us. Well, here's the thing that I think folks are, are missing. Um, reading is fundamental. And so um, data has come out from the CDC um, and other independent researchers, particularly independent researchers, that are showing that double masking is no better than a single mask and that a cotton mask um, is better than the you know, synthetic disposable mask. Data came out that hydrochloroquine, which the president touted early on, does work for some people. Might not work for all, but it does work for some people. Therefore, um, why did Biden come in and say, you know, that we need not purchase this, we need not do this, and the who said versus listen to the independent science? He keeps saying listen to the science. What other scientists are saying that this drug does work for some people. Um, and again, 
the president had, you know, I think he does have early signs of dementia. Um, you know, what's very important that I do want to highlight when we talk about this stimulus bill, you know, it's very funny that the squad, AOC, you know, Ilion and, you know, uh, Rashida Tlaib, they all talked about the fact that, you know, Americans that have been hurting um, got more money under President Trump than President Biden. Well, one of those things that President Trump did do, he made sure his COVID-1 bill, the first bill that was done, and the last bill that he did and put in, that the stimulus could not be taken by debt collectors. Right, right. And this is the thing, too. Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because they jammed this bill through so quickly and he signed it. Do you know that uh, now debt collectors can take your stimulus check? That $1,400 that people were thinking was going to be $2,000 can get snatched if you owe a debt to a debt collector. You see, folks, the Trojan horse, we told you, told you it was a Trojan horse for all of you. You will rue the day that we we'll let, let them get away with uh, hijacking the presidency of the United States. CJ, who's running then the country? Because obviously it's not uh, who's who, who's who's calling the shots in the Oval Office. Is Bernie Sanders? Re- because everything that Bernie wanted, to tell you the truth, he's getting it. Everything that Ocasio-Cortez wanted, he could not have spent more. Bernie Sanders could not have gotten a larger bill passed than the one that Joe Biden just signed. It was terrible. Right. And that's why, you know, Republicans, we typically don't use budget reconciliation because of the consequences of those pieces of not, not having full debate and offering amendments. And this is what happens because the Democrats use... Um, their majority and taking the tactic versus allowing the American people to debate and, and members to offer amendments. They just decided to drive it on through, just like they did Obamacare, drive it on through. Um, and here's the, the reaping consequences of their actions. And with that, you are seeing um, where there should be special elections or where folks are um particularly those four members of Congress that got selected for cabinet secretaries. Um, Some of them have been confirmed, but they have not yet been sworn in. You want to know why they haven't been sworn in? It's because, again, the Democrat tactics of they want to get a large infrastructure bill and a climate bill and a full bill that deals with not just the pathway to citizenship, but it's also uh, for amnesty. And they are needing the votes to get those three bills done. Um, that is an infringement to basic rights, right? And can be contrary to the current constitution. And you know, uh, when we we think about it, and um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk about this uh, today and to get your perspective on it. But I I want to sort of shift gears now. Uh, from Joe Biden, because I, I just don't know what's going to happen there. He, I don't I, dementia, as far as I know, uh, many times is progressive, and uh, it, it just begins to get worse. And if we see this happening in him, I'm certain that the Chinese see this happening in him as well. And so, it, it, it we should be horrified, really, as far as concerned. Yeah, fall on our faces before God, but. Friends, uh, there have been times when God has judged nations, and uh, and we should repent, America. 
repent. CJ, I want to um, want you to stay with me through the break. Uh, just stay right there. And thank you so much for being on with me. I'm going to get your uh, contact information again before we're off. But when we come back, more with CJ Jordan. Um, we are going to talk about, from a woman's perspective, and of course, I'm going to throw in my two cents. And I certainly hope you can tell by the bass in my voice that uh, I am a, a male all the way, always have been, always will be. But I want to get a female's perspective perspective on this Cuomo thing and all you men out there I want you to pay close attention uh, to what is going to be said and what the questions are going to be asked as far as this is concerned because right now um, if Cuomo is able to hold on it will be a Houdini like feat because there are people railing against him and rightly so if he did what he is accused of doing, very well, could he? He probably needs to uh, be prosecuted for that. He he probably needs to be prosecuted for that. And 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 then you have forgotten that this thing about the nursing homes is still hanging over this governor's head. I don't. He may. Uh, what was the governor of Illinois? Um, Blas, Blas. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Rod de Blas, uh, anyway, Gavoyevich, Gavoyevich, can't remember his name. But anyway, Cuomo may wind up in one of those situations himself. It's It could happen. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of America. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, and there you will see the iconic uh, billboard, red state talk billboard, largest talk platform in the world, in the country rather. And the CL Bryant show pops up there every day, 24 seven. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build a bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, uh, the greatest nation we do still inhabit, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Joining me is one of my fellow citizens, 
C.J. Jordan, and she is a shaker and mover, former Commerce, U.S. Commerce Department shaker and mover, and of course now in her own right, making strides, trying to strengthen um, business and particularly in the black community. Thank you so much for being with us, C.J. Jordan. And again, welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you again, C.J. Just go to my Facebook page and look up C.J. Jordan. Um, that's the most quickest way to get a hold of me. And then, you know, just follow me on Twitter, C.J. Jordan. Then there's, Af- you know, African Americans for Trump, AA for Trump. Um, and so... I'm out there, and, and I will send additional information so that you can have it. Fantastic. And now, now, folks, um, you've been waiting for it. I know you want to hear this conversation because we got to have it. Um, it's a conversation long overdue. We, we've gone through all the Me Too movements and all that. And uh, let me qualify. I, I, um, have, I've raised four girls and a son. Um, and uh, my late wife, uh, Jane, and I were... Uh, we grew into parenthood, really. We weren't the best parents with the younger, with the older ones, but we, we were great parents by the time the younger ones came along. And uh, But I, I bring up the fact that I, I've raised four daughters because there's a special uh, thing. If, you, if you're your father, if you're a father of daughters, you know what I'm talking about. There's a special bond that you have with your, with your girls. You have that thing with your son, but it's a male thing. But the, the bond that a father has with his daughters is um, it, it's, it's very special. And to think that your 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 daughter, your wife, uh, girlfriend, whatever, uh, can be in the workplace and be uh, assaulted uh, or, or, or approached in lewd ways by people who are her superiors is one of the most distasteful things that I think any one of you who have any scruples about you at all could possibly, possibly imagine. And then, uh, I don't know if you're anything like me, uh, that does not just, just go away. That does not go untaken un, un, un care of. CJ, I want to ask you about this. Um, being a woman I know and having daughters I know and my wife, uh, rest her soul, I know that uh, every woman at some point in time has these types of stories uh, is that is is that more common in the workplace than uh, American men are aware of? American fathers, husbands, uh, or boyfriends are aware of. Talk to us. Well, you know, history shows us that um, from the early days, there's not been a time when there's not been some form of sexual harassment, sexual assault. Even going back to slavery, slave masters sexually assaulted um, and sexually harassed, you know, their female um, slaves um, and birthed children with them. So this is not a new piece um, that's taken place. We've seen it even um, take the case of John Weaver with the Lincoln Project. Men have, are doing it to other men. You know, women are doing it to other women. It might not be reported on, but it is a fact. So when we look at that, um, we have to figure out how do we have um, a workspace so that our, our daughters particularly are able to feel that they can 
go into fields and go into their office space and not feel threatened by the male or the female beside them thinking that, hey, if they work after, you know, work late, you know, if they go out to dinner, that they are expected to be, uh, to perform some type of service, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing that I, I, I really am seeing here is a shift in the business world as we look at a seventh accuser of Governor Cuomo, a seventh, seventh woman has now come forward. It looks as though as though a floodgate is opening on this governor. Uh, I, I don't know if the question is, should he survive or how long would he, will he, he survive? Is this guy, is he toast? I mean, is, is he, talk to us about how you, how you see his future prospects going, CJ. Well, he, you know, the thing is, he has learned through the the standard of Governor Northam here in Virginia um, on not to resign based on these type of um, accusations, as well as, you know, racist accusations. He, you know, he's learned that from um, the governor. What is interesting is, um, as he's going through this, Cuomo is the current chairman of the National Governors Association. Um the nation's top organization that, you know, lobbies on behalf of governors has been quiet. They have not said anything at all, much less a statement. And then you have uh, the current president who has not said anything. You have the first ever uh, female vice president, irrespective of what color she is, she's the first female. And um, she came after Kavanaugh. Um, she, you know, came after other Republican elected officials, and yet she has been silent on the issue with Cuomo. Is that she the glaring example? From- Is that the glaring example of that double speak, that double standard that we're that we're talking about? How come we? How come mo- Americans can't see that? Is it the news sources that 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 most Americans listen to? How come we can't? They can't see how hypocritical this is. Talk to us. Well, I think it is a devastated. It's like, you know, there's one set of rules for me, but, you know, and there's another set of rules for, you know, the other party when they call these things out. So, again, they're not holding their individual people accountable, but yet Republicans, we're holding ours accountable. And so you can't turn around and, and slam Kavanaugh, but you won't, you know, talk about the governor. Of New York, you can't be Nancy Pelosi and pick up your gavel and say all of these things. And every member, I was there at the Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, where are the liberal um, women of Hollywood that were running up and down the Capitol? You know, where are the Handmaid Tales women out there? The names that they were slinging. You know, where's Melissa Milano? Where are they? I don't see Taylor. You know, Taylor Swift. I don't see Chrissy Teigen. I don't see. Um, Susan Sarandon. I know Susan. And I hadn't seen you, Susan. Hadn't seen you. Ain't seen. I haven't seen Oprah, but then again, she's been so busy calling the royal family racist without any documentation. So they all have been quiet on their friend Cuomo. The former president, Barack Obama, quiet on Cuomo. Michelle Obama, she makes a statement and she said, oh, I want to retire now that we've gotten rid of Trump. Well, what about your friend, Governor Cuomo? Yeah. What about him? 
And it's like that uh, movie, What About Bob? But, they, but anyway, they're going to have to do something right. about What about Bob? They're going to have to do something about this. And uh, I want to thank you uh, for coming on with me. Uh, last words from you. And I don't think I've gotten this from you uh, before. I may have. I may have. But let's hear it again. Um, C.J. Jordan, when it's uh, when you're sitting there on the porch, looking off into the sunset, rocking in the chair, and you know, uh, holding hands with a significant other, or, or just kicking the dog, or whatever—I don't know—but but, uh, stroking the dog, sitting beside you, legacy, legacy. What would you want to be said about what you have done in your life? Talk to us. Well, I think the one thing that I would truly want to be said is the fact that I came through a generation where you open doors for others to follow. And so people can say as the first African-American to be a major um, consultant, black consultant for the RNC, that I brought others along with me, vendors, and opened the door. I want people to see the work that I was able to do at the Department of Commerce and making sure and getting approval from the Trump administration to create and bring a vision of a billion-dollar fund for black and minority-owned businesses um, to have. That was done under Trump. And so that's what I want people to be able to see. Let the work that I've done speak for me. I don't want to be just the only black person in the room, and then when I get there, um, I don't open the door. Wow. I want others to to come through and succeed, because one day the good Lord might say, you know, you've done good, well done, my child, and come up, and then if I look behind, and there's nobody behind, who's going to carry on and and talk about school choice? Who's going to talk about minority-owned businesses? Who's going to talk about pro-life? Who's going to be able to look at these policies and pieces and to say, hey, we matter as black conservatives and the voice that we have uh, matters. Wow. 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 God bless you. God bless you, woman. I got to tell you, I was absolutely blessed uh, by having you on here today. I didn't know that the conversation was going to go in the direction that it did. And so I just thank the thank the, the good Lord through the aid of the Holy Spirit uh, for guiding it uh, here today. And uh, listen, um, may you come back on the show as often as you want to. You call Michelle and just tell her, hey, I want to be on. I got something I want to say. You, you have that type of, you have, the, you have the carte blanche to come on the show anytime. And so God bless you and keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. 